Hi there, and welcome to our podcast. And this week at London Visited, we go to Lancaster Gate to tell you all about this part of London. My name is Steve, and each week I'll bring to you the facts, history, and information about different parts of this great capital. If you've been to London, are planning on visiting, live here, or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. And now to this week's podcast. Lancaster Gate is a mid-19th century development in the Bayswater district of central London, immediately to the north of Kensington Gardens. It consists of two long terraces of houses overlooking the park, with a wide gap between them opening onto a square containing a church. Further terraces back onto the pair overlooking the park and loop around the square. Until 1865, the terraces were known as Upper Hyde Park Gardens, with the name Lancaster Gate limited to the square surrounding the church. The development takes the name from the Lancaster Gate, a nearby entrance to Kensington Gardens, itself named in honour of Queen Victoria as Duke of Lancaster. The terraces are in an eclectic classic style, featuring English Baroque details and fringe touches. The church, known as Christchurch Lancaster Gate, was an asymmetric Gothic composition with a needle spire. The architects were F and H Francis. The church was one of the most well-known in London, but when dry rot was discovered in the roof, the decision was taken to demolish most of the building and redevelop the site. The last service in the church was on the 6th of March 1977, and demolition began on the 15th of August 1977. Only the tower and the spire survive. The rest of the building was replaced by a housing scheme called Spire House in 1983. Lancaster Gate stands alongside Hyde Park Gardens as one of the two grandest of the 19th century housing schemes lining the northern side of Hyde Park and Kensington Gardens. The development was planned in 1856-1857 on the site of a nursery and tea gardens, and construction took at least 10 years. The terraces overlooking the park were designed by Sancton Wood and those around the square by John Johnson. The exteriors are largely complete with just a couple of 20th century infills, but many of the interiors have been reconstructed behind the facades. Many of the properties are still in residential use and command very high prices. Others are used as embassies, such as the Embassy of Costa Rica, offices or hotels. For many years, the headquarters of the Football Association were also based in Lancaster Gate, and the term was often used as a metonym for the organisation, but it later relocated to Soho Square and now is based out of Wembley Stadium. Hyde Park Gardens, also known as Hyde Park Terrace, consists of two roads running adjacent to the northwestern corner of Hyde Park. Number 1 Hyde Park Gardens runs up to number 23 with a large private communal garden, and then the road separates to allow access to the ring road into Hyde Park and neighbouring Kensington Gardens. This section contains the High Commission of Sri Lanka. Numbers 24 to 31 continue on a private gated road, also with their own communal gardens, buffering them from the busy Bayswater Road. They are amongst the most exclusive properties on the northern side of Hyde Park, and date from the early 19th century. Grand white fronted houses are now converted into equally grand flats. Access is strictly controlled by a 24-hour porterage. Hyde Park Gardens is Grade 2 listed in two groups on the National Heritage List for England, as 1 to 24 and 25 to 38 are jointly listed with 22 to 35 Stanhope Terrace. An early residence of 18 Hyde Park Gardens was Maria Drummond, widow of Thomas Drummond, and the adopted daughter of Richard Conversation Sharp. 
Here is a description of a party that took place there on the 18th of March, 1844. Dined with the Bunburys. We left early and went to party at Mrs Drummond's, which was very pleasant. Lady Morley was there, and Miss Lister, to whom she introduced me. Westmacott, who I do not think Mrs Drummond, from our open praise of him, has an idea of marrying. The Sydney Smiths, Millmans, Mr Babbage, Faraday, Professor Whetstone, who is a little man, young with spectacles, whom I should never have looked at, had I not been told he was a lion. Faraday was there to look at the lamps, which were his own sort and consume their own smoke, and are twice as brilliant as many others. Mrs Drummond's house is quite lovely. Sidney Smith's idea is perfect, that the drawing room is the nearest thing to the Arabian Nights he ever saw. The windows are painted, the ceiling painted and gilt, the chairs white and gold, and looking glasses in all directions. Mrs Drummond was pleasant, as I think she generally is, and keeps her people well alive by always moving. The library, designed by the architect, Demetrius Burton, was said to have the most beautiful feature of this particular house, where Macaulay and Archbishop Wadley were also welcome visitors, and a further description of the downstairs accommodation has also survived as follows. The drawing room ceilings were painted in the Pompeian manner, with a wealth of detail and a softness of colour which could be appreciated by looking into the tables of looking-glass provided for the purpose. Carpets, gilt chairs and sumptuous crimson brocade curtains completed the decoration. On the ground floor, a long library, fitted with bird's-eye maple bookcases and ornamented with Dresden china plaques, hold Sharp's calf-bound books. Fine copies of classical bronzes stood on the tables, and on the mantelpiece of rare Italian marble, and gave the room a somewhat learned and very pleasant appearance. Flowers from Fredley, sent up regularly by road, informed an important part of the decoration. Hyde Park Garden Mews lies behind the houses and originally served as stables for Hyde Park Gardens. I hope you enjoyed our look at Lancaster Gate and the north side of Hyde Park and Kensington Gardens. And from the descriptions there, it gives you some idea of the splendour that was within the houses built at that time. Whatever podcast you use to listen to this, please do subscribe to get updates on new shows and also leave us some feedback. Also, if you've got any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, then please let me know through our website, www.londonvisited.co.uk. You can email me directly on londonvisited at gmail.com or you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram on at londonvisited or Facebook on at the London Visited. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye.